This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Discourse, Brad Pitt edition on deck. Here we go. Uh, joined as always by my co-host Jabari Davis at Jabari Davis NBA, and today special guest coming from behind the scenes, Varun. How you doing, my man? Doing good, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, you know what, Varun? I, I, I didn't want to butcher it, man. How do you say your last name like correctly? <laughs> Varun Shunker. Shunker. Yeah, I was going to say Shankar, yeah. and that would not have been right. Shunker. Everyone says it different ways. It's fine. It's fine. I, I would have butchered that the same way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Varun was very passionate. He he wanted to hop in on the the Brad Pitt chatter today. So, but before we do that, I mean, just a couple quick news and notes. Um, Victor Oladipo doesn't want to play. He's out. Do either of you feel strongly about this one way or another? I mean, it's not great for the Pacers. Just you know, I saw something that like people inside the organization were like just kind of like want to go get in and get out of Orlando as fast as they can. So, I, I mean, if you don't have Oladipo, obviously, like their chances of doing anything are kind of complete. But, yeah, I, I found that interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I was interested by it, but I'm going to be honest, uh, they weren't going anywhere either way. You know, they, they might you know they might have had a chance in, in a first round, depending upon the matchup. Uh, but given the uncertainty and given the fact that he, you know, I, I know it's been a long time, but he's still coming back physically. I understand. Yeah, the thing is, you know, they missed him most this year. And I, I just don't know if it was in even the team's best interest for him to go if he wasn't at 100 when so many other, you know, factors are at play. So uh, the, the tone continues to be contentious online. I think if you're an NBA Twitter person, you know that the people are every day waging wars over, you know, do we even need basketball? Should there be a season? Are you allowed to enjoy anything ever again? Well, racism and COVID <laughs> endure. I don't know. But um you know, we'll, we'll save that for another day because thankfully there are other things to talk about this week. Um, before we get to the Brad Pitt list, uh, you know, Varun knows we do a segment, you know, pretty much every week talking about what we were binging. I'll throw it to you first, Varun, since you're new to the show here. Uh, what, what, what have you been watching this week? So I don't have a TV show, but I got Disney Plus because one night I just really wanted to watch The Empire Strikes Back because I was playing the the uh, Fallen Order video game and at the okay. end bit of a spoiler uh darth vader shows up right <laughs> and i was just reminded because I, I last time i saw star wars i was pretty young and i was just reminded damn darth vader is really cool <laughs> so i was like i just want to i just want to go back and see you know just the last two movies of the original trilogy so i just bought uh 
Disney Plus for the one month, paying seven dollars, and I'm just gonna binge. I binge the last few movies. I'm gonna binge the Mandalorian, the Clone Wars, and then I'll watch Hamilton and see is the oh. online war worth it. I, I did, did not watch Hamilton despite the time dominated. <laughs> um, it's funny though because Jabari doesn't really game, and I hadn't played a video game in probably six years. In the last eight months, I've been playing. I did play Fallen Order, and I one of my big things was I just wish. I mean, the whole point is that you had no chance versus Darth Vader. Right, but I do yeah. wish at the end of the game you got to give it your best shot for like a minute or two there. It's too bad you don't really get to go toe-to-toe with him. Yeah, I honestly thought it was going to be you go toe-to-toe with Vader and no matter what you do, you die because, I mean, obviously Cal Kestis doesn't show up anywhere in, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you hope, but it wasn't that way. So, I mean, I guess that means they're going to come back for another game. Wait, Josh, I did want to ask you, though. I know you've been playing Red Dead. How is it going so far? Oh man, I'm loving Red Dead. I although I can't lie, the girlfriend's not loving Red Dead. It was like one <laughs> thirty in the morning. I'm chasing that uh, white Arabian horse up by this lake. I had to look online. Oh, yes. I cheated. I had to like hit the shortcut secret just to find the stupid horse. And every time I got close to the damn horse, I'm like, whoa! And the thing would run away. And it was just, oh my god! Finally get on this horse after an hour of chasing this thing. And it's not like a normal video game where you just try again. No, you got to like track it through the snow, go right, find it yeah. somewhere else. Finally get on the damn horse. I didn't realize it was going to buck me off. So it bucks me off just about through my uh, controller through the television. But I'm having a ton of fun with the game, loving the story so far. I'm about like 40% of the way through now at this point. Yeah, I'm on my third playthrough right now. And it's just every time you play it, like I I just find something new, like some side mission or like something I missed on a main mission. It's my favorite video game I've ever played. And it's, it's, it's insanely good. Oh, I'm having a ton of fun. Like the, the gunfights and the story, and I'm already like yeah. preemptively mad because I know Micah screwed us over. Where I'm at, Sean just <laughs> got shot in uh, Rhodes. Yeah, that Rhodes is such like a weird chapter, just because like they do such a great job of like painting like the like the subtle racism with like the conversations you have with Le- uh, Lenny, and then at some point Tilly, with just like how they feel about it, and it's re- it's really well done. Just like the uh, like post Civil War South. Yeah, we're going to have to get Jabari on this game, man, because this is like, it's I, so I, good. I feel like I'm half living in this Western and half living real life at this point. That's where I'm at. I, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have nothing against video games. I just haven't played them in a very, very long time. Quite frankly, the most recent one that I played was Super Tecmo Bowl because I, I pulled out the... <laughs> though yeah that's where i went with it i even had i had to i had to order the you know reorder the parts in order to get the dang thing to work so yeah that's about what i can contribute to this conversation so what do you Wait, believe it go ahead Vern. Yeah, go ahead. uh is that the one with bo jackson going crazy or is that the original tech mobile yeah that's the one it's it's to be honest with you it's pretty much cheating because your backcourt you're i mean your backcourt shows where i where my head is your backfield is bo jackson and marcus Allen. so it's, it's really not fair especially if you're playing against another person yeah, I can't believe that's the last video game you played. <laughs> if we're being honest, it's not the it's the most recent video game I played. And, and this is the guy who was trying to claim on the timeline this week that the uh, 2010 Lakers were the team he watched growing up in his childhood. I was like, oh man, this, <laughs> this that's fraud. The, that's the joke. It's yeah. just it's just it's just to be able to troll Boston fans. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, so Jabari, what have you been watching this week? Uh, keeping it pretty much the same. I, I actually caught up and finished Killing Eve. Well, it came up to date on Killing Eve. You know, Jodie Comer and Sandra Oh, they're incredible in that. And in preparation for today's conversation, because I hadn't seen Ad Astra, and if, and if I said that wrong, then somebody will correct me on the timeline, I'm sure. Uh, and, you know, to be honest with you, it's not, it's not, 
it's not as good as like Interstellar, and, and you know, it, it, if, if we're talking about like space movies or whatever, but it's not bad. And I get why some people were on, you know, were on your timeline saying, you know, it was a, uh, it, it was disappointing that people weren't picking it, you know, for his performance. Yeah, I mean, I will get to it, but I, I, I think that Brad Pitt's performance in Ad Astra is greater than that of McConaughey's in Interstellar. Interstellar is just a more interesting movie. If that it, it, yeah, it, it's better. Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a better movie, but I I can agree with that because you're you're getting more from Brad Pitt. Well, I mean, not to be unfair and not to be a jerk because McConaughey has had some great moments, but you know you're talking about the difference between you know Brad Pitt and McConaughey. McConaughey's kind of got like that Will Smith vibe too, though, where McConaughey does like some absolute bangers and some just terrible movies. It's 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 pretty hit or miss. Yeah, it's pretty much it. it, it there's no in between when it comes to him. I did. Uh, I did get around. What was I mean? I'm still watching a little bit of Clone Wars. I'm still watching a little bit of Last Avatar. But uh, the lady. How far are you in Avatar? I just finished season one. Oh, okay. Well, what do you think it so far? Because I know a lot of people don't like season one. I, I thought it was it. very pedestrian. Like, really? you know, after coming out of Naruto, I, I was like, yeah, I'll give it. Like a lot of people were talking about Avatar and Hunter versus Hunter and uh, a couple other ones, but. But I was like, you know, so many people have talked about Avatar in the timeline and go to chance. It was, it was like pretty kiddie. A lot of the episodes mm-hmm. are very timely, though, like in, in terms of like immigration and race yeah. relations. And like there's a, there's a lot of things that this little TV show actually hit some good notes on. But it was kind of slow. I'm hoping it picks up a bit the next two seasons here. Season two and three are definitely like where it gets really good. I ha- obviously I like I-, I grew up with that show, so it means a lot more to me. But I like I-, I I love it. It's different than like other animes, just because I think it's like a little bit more mainstream. But yeah, I, I think like season two and three is probably where it's going to pick up a lot. And I think it's a lot more serious. Though. Yeah, and I mean like it, it is a really cool concept. I remember watching at least part of the first season when I was younger. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely get through it. It's nice that it's only you know Naruto's like you know six hundred seven hundred episodes all together. It's nice that it's 60, you know, it's a manageable, but, um, how to get away with murder. I, you know, I finally, I always wanted to get around to it and never got to it. So just finished the first season of how to get away with murder as well. What'd you think? I should, I'm, I'm pretty into it, man. Um, are, are you up to date on that or? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I went through season four. So I think I have one se- either one or two seasons left. Uh, but to be honest with you, I loved it. You know, it, it no, please. There, there were some, there were some far-fetched moments in it, but it's like a network drama, so you kind of expected it. Um, I, like, I am pretty hooked though. Like, I, and I do, I, I was on the money. I was like, I feel like Frank killed, um, and I, like, I mean, this is season five or six, so I don't feel bad spoiling. But like, I, I feel like Frank killed Lila, and I was on the money. But I kind of thought like Viola Davis's character told him to do that, but then it seems like she didn't, and then now Rebecca's dead. And there's like a lot going on. So it, it kind of reminds me of early season Lost, where like every episode, there's sort of another question. And it's kind of got me hooked in that way. And that's exactly what it is. And, and to be honest with you, I, I, I can't really comment on any of that because it will give stuff away that you're going to, you know, that you're going to see. <laughs> Obviously, you know, Varun, we, we don't care about spoilers to the audience, but we care about spoilers to you amongst one another. <laughs> so, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Somebody commented on that on the timeline a couple weeks back. There's like, when you started this show, you were like, no spoilers, no spoilers. And you guys always do that. But then when one of you hasn't seen it, you don't spoil it. I'm like, yeah, that's just that's just how it's going to be, man. <laughs> Life's not fair. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. Hey, uh, we, do, we, do, we do put it in the notes if there are going to be spoilers. And here we are. What you the Brad Pitt thing, that's spoilers, right? We get to put spoilers in that? The Brad Pitt thing's going to be spoilers? 
I mean, oh, about good... his movies? Yeah, we can we right, yeah, yeah. about his movies. Yeah. All right, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, well, I mean, with the exception of, like, Ad Astra, if you haven't seen Fight Club <laughs> or Seven, fuck you. Like, you know, like, Pretty much. It, 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 it's, it's time. Pause the podcast, go watch some of these movies, and then right. come back. I mean, the movie's been out 20, 30 years, and you haven't got to it yet. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Because um, I think it's a spoiler that's, you know, 20 years old. I, I feel like the only movie that we've both seen that I have not spoiled on here is Memento. Because Memento is, and I guess Fight Club is similar in that regard, but like Memento's first watch is, it's so paramount that it's not right for you. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, with Usual Suspects, you don't want to ruin, you know, certain movies. Your Memento, your Memento, Usual Suspects, ones with, you know, with where the big, everything is building up to the big twist at the end. It, it kind of, it would ruin it if, if, we, if we gave those away at the start. Yeah, and nine, nine out of ten movies, I don't care, but on, on the movies that are so reliant on the big twist, I will, I will spare you. Um, yeah. With that being said, let's get to Brad Pitt because, uh, you know, we did put out a form. We were lucky to have, you know, a, a great response again this week. Thanks to everybody who who has uh, participated in all of these and it makes it fun to see all the answers come in. Um, I've got my list, Varun's got his list, Jabari's got his list, and I've got the listener list. So maybe let's just start with the honorable mention for everyone. And then in the interest of um, the three of us having a dialogue, let's just go with the format of, say your piece on your movie when you reveal it kind of thing. And then we can go from there. Um, okay. So like in terms of like when it's just Jabari and I sometimes will like, if we both have like fight club at the end, we'll wait to talk about it at the end. But like, if you pick it there, you know, just say like, um, so the listeners in their honorable mention spot had oceans 11. All right. Yeah. That, that matches up with me. That was your honorable mention as well. Yeah. It's my favorite movie is his. Oh, but okay. I, I just love Ocean's Eleven. But I just think he he's really good in it. But I think he's kind of like like a supporting character almost. Like he's you know, but like I, I think he's better in Ocean's Twelve probably than Eleven. Even though Twelve is not as good movie. Yeah, I'm like I, when we do these lists too. I'm always kind of like hesitant to be like, for example, Glorious Bastards might be on your guys' mm-hmm. list. Um, it is on the listener list. It, it's not on my list because I feel like it's a Christoph Waltz steals the show in that movie. And sometimes when it's like, it's it's a movie that I don't think that the star we're talking about shine the brightest in, like it it, it doesn't register as highly for me. No, that's fair with Ocean's Eleven. I think like that's just like a movie like like it's Ocean's Eleven, right? So it's such an ensemble that like, even if Pitt is incredible, he's gonna be diluted so much. So it's like it's you know like you know, I'll bring it to the dunks part of the dunks and discourse. It's like a guy shooting sixty percent, but he's doing it because uh, he's getting lobs from James Harden. Sorry, Clint Capella, going to take shots at you today. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, just high efficiency, but you're not taking that many shots. And like, listen, Pitt could definitely make those shots if he took them, but he's not because the script, script called for it. I, I, go ahead, Jabari. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. While it didn't make my list and it's not my honorable mention, it was on, if I had another list of just roles that I just really liked, you know, him playing Rusty, that's one of them. You know, it, it, sure. it's, just, it's just a fun role. You know, especially because, like you said, he's layered in there with all types of other heavy hitters. Yeah, I mean, the ensemble movies, too, I always think are fun. And this is, I know that Ocean's Eleven is is sort of like the cream of the crop in that category. But I usually find them fun, but it's it's not that high of a movie for me. Like, I don't think Ocean's really? Eleven isn't one I come to over and over and over again either. Um, Jabari, what was your honorable mention? Man, I had to. I couldn't. And it's funny. I I, I wrote Troy. I wrote Troy, but he, I, I was just messing with you about that. Even though I, I think you might put that on yours. Uh, it's Twelve Monkeys and Burn After Reading. Um, 
both of these, you know, both of these situations, and I saw that you know you you discussed in you know twelve monkeys on the timeline. You needed you needed to kind of go back and watch it. I do recommend it because you know uh, playing opposite Bruce Willis, he was fantastic, and uh, and the burn after reading role, much like with a well, I don't want to say a lot of Coen you know, Coen Brothers movies, but some of them, I like the characters more than I actually like the uh, eventual you know full product. I'm not saying burn after reading is not a good movie because it is, but I like I, I like certain performances out of it, and his was one. Burn After Reading does nothing for me, man. That, that's that got to be for sure the biggest pit movie that everybody loves that I just, I didn't think it was funny. And, and I, honestly, the, on the Coen Brothers point, like I very rarely am I as high on a Coen Brothers film as the, the masses. Um, but yeah, in my honorable mention, I do have Troy. I also have two. I love Troy, man. I don't even care. Like it is what it is. It's cheesy. It's corny. I was like a super Greek mythology nerd as a kid. Um, liked all those Percy Jackson books, Gods Beneath the Sea, took that unit incredibly serious in school, uh, Iliad, The Odyssey, I read all that stuff, seeing Brad Pitt in the armor, you know, have, playing that all out, it, it, it's just fun, man. Like the, the dialogue, like the We Are Lions, you know, Immortality Ticket is yours, it's just like that alpha male junk that you just eat up as a kid. <laughs> and I, I can't, like, even though it's not a great movie and whatever, it's in my honorable mention, um, the other one was The Devil's Own, which nice. When we were talking about uh, Tom Hanks and Catch Me If You Can, or no, The Terminal, kind of being his like underrated film that was actually really good. I kind of feel like that The Devil's Own with Brad Pitt and Harrison Ford is is really up there too. Yeah, I just wanted to add. Also, love Percy Jackson. I read them recently. They still hold up. But I also wanted to add uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Really slow, and I don't know if the movie's that great, but I think Pitt's like insane. Like that scene where he breaks down crying on his horse. That like that's top level stuff from him. Yeah, it's it's gonna be on mine as we uh, continue on here. Um, the the audience is number five with seven. Um, that is also my number five. So I'll just go pretty quick. Again, the ending of this movie is like an all-time memorable line, an all-time memorable moment. It's been satired in, uh, I think, Family Guy and many other moments. Um, on a whole, I went and watched this movie again, and it, it like it, the value in it is not that great. Neither Pitts or Freeman's characters like super memorable or iconic or anything. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's got a very, very memorable last moment. Yeah, you, you we've had this conversation before. Um, I like the movie. It's you know it it is iconic. There are some you know there are definitely some iconic lines, but it just it, it didn't make my list. I and and you know that I don't think Brad Pitt was good in it. So you know, so there's that. And, and honestly, I think if people are fair and they go back and rewatch it and actually watch his performance and not just you know not just nostalgically think about you know the what's in the box line, you'll see he's just not he's not he's not at his best in that movie. He's kind of, he's not like stiff isn't the word, but he's just kind of like, he's playing like a very one dimensional character, you know, like Mm -hmm. the macho cop man who's a little bit too, like, uh, a little bit too over amped to go after criminals. But like, I mean, Morgan Freeman like outshines him so much in that film. And I think like also that film's kind of hard to rewatch just because of how gory it is. Like, there's some parts that are just like made up disgusting. It is, there are some disgusting parts. Yeah, the, over, the overfeeding part. The, yeah, yeah I, I, the overfeeding. All of the, uh, literally every the, single Every murder. <laughs> Sin, sins are bad, man. Sins are bad. Um, right. <laughs> but you know what? The, the thing is, too, I think it kind of worked. And I don't think you're wrong, but I thought Freeman's character was shallow, too. It was like young, hungry, know-it-all cop and, like, reflective, um, but not overly, like, dominant 
mentor cop. And there, there just wasn't a lot of depth to either character, which is probably why the movie isn't going to be like all time, all time regarded. But I think Brad Pitt is this kind of like young hotshot actor really coming up, did fit sort of the arrogance niche that he needed for that role as Mills. Yeah, you know what? In, in order to kind of cap that off, I think you know, I agree with both of you. I agree that uh, you know the, the character didn't have much depth, and I think he actually he absolutely nailed it. That, but the, the, the trouble is, because the character didn't have much depth, I, I just can't I can't have it in my top even. Well, I don't want to say top ten, but it definitely didn't make my top five. It's Fair in my enough. top ten, but not top five. Yeah. Yeah. So audience and I both had seven at five. Varun, what do you have at five? I've got Ad Astra. Okay. Uh, I mean, like kind of like Jesse James, really slow. Like you said, not as good at Interstellar, but he's really, really like emotive in that movie in really subtle ways because he doesn't get a lot of speaking because a lot of it's just him kind of staring into space. But you can see how like tortured he is because of what's happened to his dad, what's happened to him, and how he doesn't really want to be there almost. Like, I mean, so much. And I, I just think as like, especially coming off the Tarantino film that we'll get to later, I'm guessing, he was, it was just like him saying, I'm going to go solo, basically just me for the entire movie, except for at the end. And I'm going to just show how good I am. Yeah. And I mean, at, at Astra, like, I think like not to shine the light on anybody here, but like, if you have some issues with your dad or some resentment, curiosity, frustration for your father, like it, it hits home. Um, it's not really a movie about space or exploration. It's a movie about like, abandonment and life purpose and, and and it is like beautifully shot and i think Pitt does a really good job of carrying a movie that kind of lacks um you know a lot of plot development or a lot of character relationships and i i get why people who like it really liked it and people who were bored were bored but it uh it it's worth a watch yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. And, you know, it's recency bias for me because I literally just finished watching it. Uh, you know, so I, you know, I, I, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, Pitt. Um, you know, I, it, I don't quite fanboy for him, you know, you know, quite as much as I do for, you know, Uncle Zell and, uh, and um, Leo. But, you know, he's, he's, he's right there, you know, just beneath them. I, I strongly recommend it because, like I said, you know, even though Interstellar is a better movie, and I think all three of us agree with it, you know, he is he is a better character. You know, his character in that is better than you know the one that McConaughey you know plays. Yeah, Roy McBride is the character Pitt plays in Ed Astra, and and I almost Tommy Lee Jones who plays his father, mm-hmm. um, giving them ten more minutes together might have might have changed some things too. Like their their encount their time together on screen is brief. We'll leave it at that. Um, uh, Jabari, what's your number five? All right, I went off the board, uh, but I, you know, like I said, I, you know, I, I saw folks, you know, clamoring for it, and I agreed. Um, this is just, this is probably a generational thing. I understand. Nineteen ninety four was a long time ago. Varun, were you alive in nineteen ninety four? No, uh, yeah, I was born in two thousand two. Two thousand two. Oh my <laughs> lord! I'm gonna oh, be a college freshman, guys. I forget, I, I, you know, but Fuck. here's the thing. The older, so the, I'm gonna be honest. The older you get, the the less you realize. Like, <laughs> you know, yes, I know you're going to be a college freshman. I, the the, the, the two thousand two. Mike, okay, anyway, I'm just going to go back to what I was talking about because Jesus, no, um, it's California. And, you know, for, I, I don't think either one of you guys have seen it. Um, it's character is early grace. Uh, it's a really dark and gritty movie. Josh, you know, I'm a sucker for that, uh, which was kind of sort of what Juliette Lewis, you know, that was her jam back in the, you know, back in the nineties. And she had that run of Cape fear, natural born killers, uh, you know, in this one, you know, among others. 
Uh, it's it's got a bit of a Bonnie and Clyde type vibe. Um, it's the same similar type vibe that you get from Killers. But uh, anyways, uh, you know Brad Pitt is phenomenal in this. You know I'm a sucker for pairings and face offs, and you get a lot of you get a lot of nice ones. You know from this one. Uh, the rest of the cast: David Duchovny, like I said, Juliette Lewis, Michelle Forbes. It's really good. Yeah, I gotta watch this. I mean, I I got crap because I put like 45 movies on the the form. And like I've mm-hmm. seen most of Pittsburgh, but I didn't put this movie on. I missed it somehow. And like a bunch of the guys I play men's league with were like, "Man, where's this movie?" And the the other one, of course, uh, was uh, True Romance. True Romance. Um, <laughs> which which I mean, I was I'm not putting. He has like four lines. No, he's, no way. He's a lovable pothead. And, yeah. You know, and shout out to shout out to potheads out there. I get it, but no, that that, that one doesn't make the. <laughs> I did laugh at people wanting that though. I was like, "Where's True Romance?" I was like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> Full disclosure: California is not a great movie, but it's you know it you'll you'll get it when you see it. It's 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 more of the performances. I, I read I read the plot summary too. Like anything where people are dying and there's like a who done it vibe is like an instant easy in for me for sure. There you go. Uh, Varun, we did you. We did Jabari. Number four for the audience was Moneyball. Uh, too low too low come on man they aren't gonna do me like this i, di- I didn't have money ball i didn't have money ball at all no <laughs> oh my oh god <laughs> and and i mean i feel bad even looking at my list now and because i mentioned troy i'm gonna get flamed on uh-huh. twitter for not having once upon a time or money ball on mine but both of those are great too so anyways money ball is a great movie um yeah but I, I mean i didn't have it so audience had money ball for uh varun what do you got it for uh, at four, I've got Inglorious Bastards, a pretty overrated movie, I'd say. It's good. Oh, okay. I, 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 like, listen, I like the movie, but I went back to rewatch it, and I got like like twenty minutes in, I was like, okay, I'm good. I, I've seen this once. That's all I need from this. But I think like Brad Pitt is he's doing. Like, it might be the movie where he's like doing the most, where it's like that little drawl that he does, the little like short mustache, and it's like he's much more it's kind of like, I guess what you said in Troy, where he's like the macho man. Right. And that's, there's like, there's, I don't think there's a lot of depth to his character. Right. In, uh, in glorious bastards. I think he's just kind of like, we're going to kill Nazis. And listen, that works for me. Him and Diane Kruger back together after Troy, the Troy reunion. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say Inglorious bastards is overrated, but I'm pretty much at like, a, I'm, I'm not as, I've fallen out of love with Tarantino a little bit. Like I, I and, Rewatching some of his films, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know that this was as, like as smart and witty and like great as we all thought it was at the time. So I can get that. But Aldo Rain's a good character. I I don't know if I mentioned pre-show or already on the show because we've been in and out talking here. But I do think the fact that Christoph Waltz steals the show in that movie kind of hurts right. for me. Yeah, you know, I've got it coming up. Um, but I, I'm going to be honest with you, it, it, that. It's definitely one of my favorite characters is Aldo Rain. Look, basically, based solely off that first recruitment speech, you know, like it, it makes yeah. it me or he's kind of given the breakdown for the listeners. If anybody hasn't seen it, he's basically given a breakdown of the mission. Um, and you, you kind of get that great little moment where you see Eli Ross character, if I'm not mistaken, towards Bear or the Bear, where you see him crack that smile out of anticipation. But, yeah, the entire performance was great for me. So I see why I know why you got it on here. I just love the way he says Nazis in that movie. I can't, I, I don't want to even like try. Yeah. Nazis. It's, it's, it's great. It's incredible stuff. <laughs> it is good. It is good. Um, 
I, I'm laughing at you just saying the bear, like the, the bear Jew. Yes, that that was a character. <laughs> um, well, I, I I stopped it at the bear because I didn't want. <laughs> hey, look, I was trying to be consistent. It's a it's a character in the movie, man. Like it. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, I know these are overly cautious times. Uh, Lord knows how how I'm gonna get in trouble for for everything I do these days. But you know, that you're is a character. For Troy, you're gonna get canceled for throwing that name out there. You're yeah, you. we're, we're canceled all across the board. It's going to be uh, the, the Varun show after this. Yeah, yeah listen, I'm too young to get canceled, so that's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're a decade away from being washed, but it comes fast, right, man. Right, exactly. Um, my number four was Legends of the Fall, which I don't know if this, this movie did not get enough love on the form, but Brad Pitt as Tristan, um, man, this movie is long. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think he gets the props for, like, carrying like i don't know is it a three it feels like a three-hour movie and so much plot development and so much character depth and like so many years go by over the course of the plot of this movie but anthony hopkins in it as well really strong movie and he i mean it's, it's all about pitt's character and you know how it kind of changes like the fortune and, and lives of everybody around him i i don't know i i thought this would honestly get more credit than it did but no it didn't so I think it really is a matter of it, it. It's back in '94. A lot of these early '90s movies, it seems like, and maybe it's just a matter of the you know the the, the, the how the age breaks down on Twitter uh, more often than not, or maybe you know with our listeners in particular. But it's absolutely one of his better movies, and what not just one of his better movies, and but also one of his better performances. And I'm actually embarrassed that I didn't have it on my list, and I didn't even mention it uh, and, in my honorable mention. And his brother who dies in the war, and the scene where he's like caught in the wire, like that's an all time. Mm-hmm. tough war death like that's an iconic moment i go hunting or i go i go uh, hiking fairly regularly up here in Alberta, right near the mountains i have a hunting knife i take with me because tristan that bear you just never know man you got you got, <laughs> you got to stay ready up there you never know um yeah. but like, that's not even jokes for real i take a hunting knife every time i go <laughs> probably a good idea yeah, yeah. better no safe jokes. than sorry yeah um <laughs> Number three for the audience was. Wait, hold on. No, number four. For, oh, did I miss your four? Sorry, guys. It's all good. It's all good. Um, number four for me was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Cliff Booth. Uh, excuse right. me, Cliff Booth. You know, as we discussed last week, um, you know, I may not have loved the movie quite as much as you know some others on the timeline did, but to be honest with you, Brad Pitt was spectacular throughout and. You know, it, this does not happen, but he overshadowed Leo. And I know that I may take some flack for this because, especially since a lot of people love Leo's performance in that movie. Uh, we talked about it last week that, you know, that exchange with the little girl, that was incredible. That's top notch Leo. But outside of that, I didn't really get that much. Uh, but he absolutely overshadowed Leo in this film. So that's why I, you know, it, it's in my top five. Jabari, you're 100% right. All right. Leo's good in the movie. Like he, he's, you know, he's Leo, right? It, but and he shines especially with that t- chat with the little girl and then when he gets back in his trailer and just starts throwing things and then when he's you know doing his bad guy impression but other than that leo's fine brad pitt is so good in this movie it's such a long movie right and not a lot happens until the end but in every single scene he's in and this movie's coming up for me he's so cool he's he, maybe th- maybe that's why i like brad pitt so much but he's so cool all the time here it's just you know he's got the shirt on when he's uh driving to the ranch and he goes and he's got everyone looking at him when it's at the end and he's you know uh his he and his dog are fighting off the manson people and he is incredible just everything he does is just so laid back relaxed he's the ultimate la kind of just i'm there yeah, I, I, you guys both are. I mean, we've talked about this before. I, I, 
do not think this was like a best picture type movie. I did think it got overhyped, but Brad Pitt is so cool. And, and this is part of the thing about Brad Pitt, where I, th- I think Jabari said like 10 episodes back that like just about every movie that Brad Pitt's been in would be improved if that Leonardo DiCaprio instead of him. And I was kind of like, at the time I was like, yeah, you're right. Cause Leo is a better actor, but, but I don't think that's totally true. Cause so many of these movies like rely on Brad Pitt being like so suave and so cool. And like every guy in the audience being like, man, I wish I was Brad exactly. Pitt. And, and Leo doesn't have that same, same energy about it. I, I think like we talk about him being so cool. And I think one more thing is he's really, uh, mis- I guess mysterious as a world, kind of like guarded. Like you don't know that much about him. You know, he lives in a trailer, you know, he's a kind of, ex man, but there was a whole part where it's strongly rumored that he killed his wife on that boat that they show and you just never get anything more about that but it's just and you still like him even though he's very clearly not a good person <laughs> well, it's really a testament to it's a testament to how well brad plays that character man exactly like, he's so likable see and i'm not sure he's, he's even a bad guy i'm like what what is his deal and that's one of the things that annoyed me about this movie i'm like we have this character we're all interested in that you fed us little hints about and bits of and the movie goes on for eternity, and we still never learn anything about him throughout the whole movie. Like, that was one of the things that annoyed me about it, but yeah, I hear you. I think I read something about how Tarantino basically, he gave Leo and Pitt like, basically like autobiographies of Cliff Booth and um, drawing a blank on Leo's character's name, but uh, on, on those two. So listen, if they ever want to release that, we can find out if he actually did kill his wife. I would very much like to know. Yeah, I would very much like to see that. And also, just like briefest of sidebars, uh, Windhorse put out that piece this week about like retroactively looking at the decision in 2010. And as like a little tidbit of that article, allegedly Dan Gilbert had like a family guy type cartoon dunking on other teams <laughs> as part of the free agent pitch to LeBron in 2010. I would pay money. I, 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 $10 to whatever Patreon account I need. $10 to Dan Gilbert's jerk off billionaire fund whatever i gotta do i would love to see that family guy rendition of the cleveland cavaliers and dan gilbert dunking on other basketball teams because that would be hysterically hysterical on its own but possibly hysterically ironic we got to make that happen yeah so uh audience number three inglorious bastards we've already touched on that um my number three was assassination of jesse james by the coward robert forward this even at three i feel bad not having it at two or one. Like this is, this is a pretty iconic performance. This is the type of movie that relies heavily on, on, on the lead carrying the tone um, the whole way through. And he does that. And Rune already, you know, spoke to it a little bit earlier, but it has just some, some very, Oh, hard, hard hitting reflective moments in that movie that just really give you pause. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I think I'm the only one that hasn't seen it. It seemed like everybody on the timeline was talking about it and, and raving over it. I actually have never seen that movie. Oh, really? I saw yeah. half of it. What? Really? Yeah, like it is. It is slow, but I mean, it, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is just like my frame of mind, and I could be way off. But I feel like this is the movie that really solidified him as a great actor. But maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm off of that. See, for me, the first half, like. I mean, I'm like like an hour and a half in, and I'm planning to finish it. But the first half, like you're with people who aren't Brad Pitt so much, and 
I could not bring myself to care about any of them, whether it was, I think it's Jeremy Renner, even though he looks kind of weird, Jeremy Renner or the guy who plays, plays Mark in Parks and Rec or even Casey Affleck, who's just kind of weird. Like, I don't care about any of them enough to stick with that movie. And there just wasn't enough Brad Pitt at some points. I'm not going to lie. There were long stretches without Pitt. But that scene where uh, he's sitting at the table in Casey Affleck's house and, you know, he's asking Affleck to tell the story. That's, that's, that's great Brad Pitt right there. I mean, he's just incredibly charming, but also very menacing at the same time. Yeah, see, and if, if you didn't watch that movie because you just didn't like Casey Affleck, I, I could understand that. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, there are moments like, I, I think Brad Pitt does like the internal uh, debate brooding thing very, very well. I Like, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that's like the hardest character per, to portray and we've seen it a bunch of times, but I think, that is, you know, Brad Pitt's, you know, one of his strengths for sure. Yeah, no, he absolutely emotes well. And and to be honest with you, even though, you know, from Varun's, <laughs> from the way you just described it, it doesn't sound great. I'm going to check it out because it, it at least appears to be one of those ones where you, sh- you quote unquote should see it. So I'll check it out. Yeah, I, I think if, if, if Varun finishes it too, he might, it might be a little bit more rewarding for him, but I'll let this slide without <laughs> too much. Uh, Jabari, what's your number three? Uh, it's Inglorious Bastards for all the reasons that we've already discussed. Okay, Varun, what's your number three? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Just upon time had Hollywood. them too. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, before we carry on with our two and one, a word from our good friends at Bet Online. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code uh, Blue Wire for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, Blue Wire. Bet online, your online wagering experts. And uh, I've been playing a lot of online poker in Red Dead lately, to be honest. So maybe I should, you know, take take that over to Bet Online and and, and uh, lose some money or win some money for real. <laughs> okay, before before we get going with the last two, I have I have a question. So you know. When you go through Brad Pitt, one thing that changes so much with him is his hair, right? And the thing that always shocked me is he looks, like, good in every hairstyle, which every isn't hair normal. Hair. Like, uh, I'm guessing, like, a movie that's, like, in, in Seven, he's got, like, that really short hair. And Ocean's 12, he's got, like, basically, like, with anyone with anyone else, you know, you'd have you'd start having questions about how far right on the spectrum, uh, political spectrum, Brad Pitt's going with how with the bus cut he has in Ocean's Twelve, but <laughs> like uh, at Astra, it's like the military buzz again. But then, like uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, it's kind of like more flowy, right? And we'll, we'll I'm guessing to a movie we'll get to in a second, Fight Club. It's like spiky almost, and it's a very '90s hairstyle. I'm guessing, although I wasn't around for that. I'm um, I'm trying not to 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 make a joke about like the uh, I don't even know Gen Z tur- turning this <laughs> into a hair segment, but I, I appreciate it, man. It it, it is true. It, I, was, I, I can't even lie. I can't even. It, it's true because like the Tyler Durden. I remember being like 11 or 12 and seeing Fight Club and wanting to do the Tyler Durden like messy bleach spike thing. And it I remember good. Watch, it's, watching. It's, it should theory. not work. This, this just in. Brad Pitt is fucking good looking, man. He's a handsome man. <laughs> he, he can make he can make anything look good. 
Dunks and discourse where three guys gush over how handsome Brad Pitt is. And I mean, like, I, we might get canceled in, in 2020 for mentioning too, but like, it, does, it did not hurt that he was handsome, charming in all these great movies, and he was with either Jennifer Aniston or Angelina Jolie for the entirety of like when I was paying attention to him. Like, that, he seemed like he had it going on, man. Like, he seemed Look, like he was making some right moves. Brad Pitt's got the Jeter vibe. You know what I mean? Like, like he, he's great at what he does. He looks great doing it. Oh, and by the way, yeah, he's got that too. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard. It's I don't I don't know anybody that dislikes. Honest, when he did Fury, like I don't know how long Fury, how long ago was Fury? Did, did anybody have Wait, Fury in there? No, I didn't. <laughs> Wait, Jabari, I just want to go back. Derek Jeter's good looking. <laughs> uh, ask a lot of people in the nineties. Trust me, Derek Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> So this is I've seen some yeah. graphics that we definitely can't comment on that relate to Derek <laughs> Jeter, but uh, uh, he must be all right looking. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, no, trust me. Uh, he he may fair look enough, old and old and washed now, but uh, Derek Jeter was you know he was a heartthrob at that time. Yeah, be, be, being the owner of the Miami Marlins, just being anywhere near that franchise just ages you like ten years at a time. Put some stank on you, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's still doing all right. Don't you worry. Um, you know what? It's funny though because Fury came out in 2014, and Shia, Shia LaBeouf steals that movie like he, he he kills that movie the scene in the tank where he's praying in the tank unbelievable but brad's hair i've tried to do brad's hair from fury on me like three times it just turns out like you just won't look like that unless you have brad's face you just don't look that cool with like the the bus sides and the flow going back man oh you know what Rune? You, you hit it on the head here man you hit it on the head this is this is the truth uh Let's 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 go two and one though. Let's go two and one. So listeners got once upon a time at number two. Uh Varun, what do you have at number two? Fight Club. You know, Tyler Durden. You know, it's it's the one movie I knew the twist before I started watching it just because I've been online. The internet. But yeah. it's it it's it, it, the mark of a really great movie is when you know the twist and the twist is the most important part of the movie and it still hits you like a gut punch. Man, when you find out twist right uh, i'm not gonna spoil i mean the movie's like yeah, 20 everyone, everyone. Like, yeah when, when you find out that brad pitt and edward norton are the same person it's so good because it's building up to it and like i i, I like automatically when i i was like oh my goodness and i was like oh wait i've seen this i, I know what's gonna supposed to happen but it was incredible i mean that scene with the van at the end where they're just you know he's like basically fighting himself top-notch stuff he, yeah he, he he's not basically he's He's right, fighting yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fighting himself. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, he's literally fighting himself. He's uppercutting himself, yeah, you know, slamming right. his own head and slamming his own head into the into into the you know into the pavement and stuff. You know, it it, it kind of sucks that you, you know that that was ruined for you. I mean, it, given the fact that it came out what twenty something years ago, I get it. But it, it, it I always you know kind of hope that everybody can see something like that for the first time uh, because I didn't. I did have a seven not spoiled, so that was nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, well, seven. As we've already stated, it's one of those movies where if it's spoiled, there's no need to, there's no reason to really watch it. Fight Club is still entertaining enough and, st- and, and, it, and it's, you know, rewatchable enough to where even if it had been, you know, you would have been okay. By the way, I have it, I have the same, I have the same deal for, for the same reasons. And the question that I had here was, is Tyler Durden his most recognizable character by, by the, by, by, I guess a, a majority of people? Yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm looking down Shouts the list to, too. 
Yeah. Shout out to Ed Norton, who's also really good in that movie. I did not expect him to be, you know, like he, I mean, like I saw him, like he, he plays a sleazeball really well, especially like in Rounders. But mm-hmm. in that movie, like just like when he goes into the boss's office, he's like slamming himself into the glass table. That's, uh, you that know what? Good. Ed Norton's kind of like Shia LaBeouf, where like, sure. He, he was like seen as that guy who could just do anything, play any role too, but also has some, shit behind the scenes and was apparently really hard to work with, which is the reason like he's not. He doesn't he, yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't like to play the game yeah. like at all. And yeah. and he was on he was on track, you know, to be honest with you. He was on track to be that, you know, that guy. And uh yeah, it, it, it is kind of disappointing. You know, it, it, Varun, have you ever seen Twenty Fifth Hour? No, I haven't. Give that one a watch. Ed Norton right. probably at his best. American History X. American, oh no, I was gonna hit you. I got you. American History X is the one is the one where everybody's you know you remember the iconic scene, especially him, you know, w- walking down the street, you know, with you know, with, in his boxers after you know curb stomping old boy. Uh, but give that one a watch. It's good. All right. Yeah. yeah, but like, yeah. What you're saying with uh, Ed Norton was supposed to have like an insane career. Like he was supposed to be Hulk, right? Like before uh, Ruffalo took it. Like he was Hulk at one point. Like yeah. you just think about like what Marvel movies do for people. But he he blew that too, right? It wasn't right, the reason right. they didn't want to work. He or I think he wanted too much money or something like that. But yeah, he, which is he's a type. He's a type that he also wants like final, like not necessarily final cut, but he 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 likes to inject his opinion and in, you know into the create into the creative side of things. So. Which which is why I think um, was it Birdman that yeah Birdman that like had all the Oscar hype twenty fourteen. Yep, because they were saying he played himself as like the disgruntled, difficult you know, actor that nobody really likes, but can't deny, you know, what he brings to the table. That So I, I think, you know, having people comment about that being him makes Birdman worth the watch. You know, I think that movie was overrated too. But anyway, um, so you're, you're both your number two was were Fight Club. My number two is also Fight Club. I think T- Tyler Durden is iconic. That's the only time I'm going to say that this episode in, in, in seriousness. Tyler Durden is super iconic. I thought he was so cool. Uh, the first time you watch that movie, it blows your mind. Brad Pitt outacts Edward Norton in a movie, which doesn't happen to Edward Norton very often. And uh, that movie is just like, it, it, it's not reliant in a lot of Brad Pitt's movies that are slower. It's, it, you have to love him and appreciate everything he's doing. Fight Club is just like a wholly entertaining movie where he steals the scene many, many times. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't think, and I'm look, even looking through the list, I, I don't think there is even a close second for a movie people recognize him more from. Maybe yeah. Rusty Ryan, but I, I mean, I, I don't think it's close. Mm, yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to, I, I, I'm curious though. Okay, so uh, listener number one was Fight Club. Um, Ooh, okay. Oh. And and I'm, I'm kind of curious. I, I, I can guess Varun, your number one's Moneyball then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, go, go for it. All right. Okay. The reason I say that Moneyball is his best performance is it's the, you were talking about how Edward Norton was playing himself basically in uh, Birdman. I'm not saying that Brad Pitt's a failed baseball star, but Brad Pitt's been so interesting because he looks like a Greek God, but he's like very much like a character actor in some ways where he just kind of like throws himself into roles. 
And I feel like he's kind of just been kind of like uncomfortable in his skin a lot of the time where, you know, he goes into a movie like Troy and maybe that's not the best fit for him, but you know, like a movie like Fight Club where he's just kind of like acting cool and he's more laid back rather than like gung ho. I think that's more his role. And Moneyball, he's playing a guy who's supposed to be a baseball star, but instead decided to leave the game because he sucked and go uh, become a scout, like the lowest of the lows and kind of less heralded. And then he rises his way up and you see, and he just fits so well into Billy Bean where, you know, it's whether it's him doing the trades with Jonah Hill by his side or him talking to Jonah Hill and being like, where would you have drafted me? Right. And I'm also like, just like a huge sports nerd guy. So that this, that's probably why it's up here, but Moneyball is just great. Him paired with an Aaron Sorkin script. You can't go wrong. Uh, a yeah. co- couple things really quick on this. Uh, one, Achilles was really fucking cool. For okay. <laughs> I meant cool, like I, more like I, laid back. <laughs> I know that my man was, you know, sailing onto the beaches of Troy like two decades before he popped out here, but uh, Achilles was fucking dope. So that's one. And two, no, I'm I'm with you. Like Moneyball is great, and I and I, I do love the sports nerd aspect of it. I think it's maybe I just don't give a shit about baseball, where like that's the only thing that was holding me back. But I, I do think he's a great fit. He, he, he was fantastic in it. That cast is great. To be honest with you, even though I, I, I agree with you, it's a, it's a phenomenal movie with all types of great performances all, all across the board. I haven't seen that movie, I don't think, since maybe 20, 2008 or so. Did it, when, when did it come out, roughly? I'll look at it. I think 2009. 2009. So, yeah, basically 2010-ish was probably the last time I saw it. So I, I, that, that's one I need to rewatch again. 2011. So you probably saw it 2011. Oh. Um, but yeah, fair enough. No, I, I think it's really good too. And I, I think the part where he's talking about like, he doesn't want to be around the players, like that mm-hmm. scene really hits home. Um, you know, especially with all the player agents, he talks about like in the NBA, you kind of, you really feel that in Moneyball. Um, I like, again, I don't have the baseball basis to know what the differences are, but you, know, you, you felt that in the pro sports world. Um, Jabari, you're number one. I'm interested in seeing what yours is. It's Mickey O'Neill from Snatch, man. The the you know kind of like what Varun said. He's a pretty you know Brad Pitt is a pretty boy. Is, is a classically great looking guy. We, hey, here we go. We keep <laughs> continuing to, you know down the you know to down that path. But he is absolutely a character actor. He gets into it, and this is and in this one, it was a total buy-in from the accent to the mannerisms to the delivery of certain lines. You know, it, it, it actually remains my favorite of his performances. You know, like to be it, and much like I pointed out uh, that that little smirk that the you know that the bear did, uh, you know, in Inglorious Bastards, that smirk and Jordan shrug that he gives, you know, when he knocks the guy out that he's not supposed to knock out is it, 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 it's it's top ten comedy, you know, comedy moment for me. <laughs> my number one. Oh, okay. Mickey from Snatch. Like, <laughs> I, I one Snatch is my favorite movie that he's in, even over Troy. I, I love this movie. It's the best Guy Ritchie film, um, and he steals the show. Like I, again, I guess maybe I maybe I talked myself around here in the ensemble cast because this is very mm-hmm. much that in a lot of ways. But like, he's not the main character, but he just he just steals every scene that he's in. The boxing bout is great. What the fuck I don't want to care about no fucking wheels for just just <laughs> kills me every time. Like the accent is 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 phenomenal. I, I don't know, man. I got I got a I'm wearing a t-shirt right now with Mickey's face on it. Right, that's how much I love the role. Varun, I'm guessing you have not seen Snatch. No, I have never seen this movie. Oh, I just put it on the list. oh man, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting. I was like, wait, he's taking a shot. Oh, he hasn't seen it. <laughs> got it, got it. Yo, yes. you know, you know, I got us like this is the funniest thing too because last night. 
I'm at like a bonfire with with a couple uh, a couple couples, and my buddy, uh, like good good friend, I was the best man at his wedding. His wife is telling me like Snatch came up, and I was talking about we're gonna do this podcast, and she's like, "Oh, I hate that movie." I was like, "What? How do you how do you hate that movie?" And I'm looking. I'm like, "How'd you marry this lady?" And and she's like, "He made me watch it on our second date." I was like, "Oh, I was like, okay, yeah, that's a poor choice." So like, she, he was yeah. like, she was all excited. Like, what are we gonna do? Where are you gonna take me? I like this guy, and she's like, it was so hard to like follow, and it was one of those movies you had to pay attention the whole time, and like. I had to pretend like I liked it because I liked him, but it was like super boring. And I wish we did anything else. And I was like, I kind of get that, but like Snatch is so good. So yeah, she uh, needs to circle back and watch that. I, you know, yeah. no disrespect. I'm not trying to tell somebody, you know, you know someone what to, but you need to, you listen up. You need to go back and watch it. Yeah, it, it, it's a great movie. It's funny. My girlfriend said the same thing. When the first time that we watched Snatch, we got like 30 minutes in. She's like, I'm just not in the mood where like I have to watch the TV. Like, you know, she wants to be on her phone a little bit. She wants to get up. Right. It's one of those movies you have to pay attention to the whole time. But yes, yes, it is. You do. Like, this is art. Like, watch watch this damn movie. But yeah, you have to be in the right frame of mind for it, I guess. But yeah, no, it's a great movie. Do you remember the last time we talked about the, you know, about Snatch in particular? Was Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels the, uh, the other movie that I named? Or was it – because the, basically – I should. I think I was speaking about the wrong movie because as soon as you said, you know, Guy Ritchie, I was like, oh yeah, Guy Ritchie did like suck, and I, and it made me think back, and it was, it's kind of like that that error that we had early on where well, what movie was it where we were it was a we were we were mistaking True Romance for Almost Famous because yeah. I have no idea how the hell we did that. Um, anyhow, yeah, that, that was a random tangent, but I, <laughs> because I just looked it up, I I, I was laughing about. it. Lockstock is really good too, and rock and roll is okay. And actually, I, I think the gentleman that just came out last year is is probably the second best movie Richie's done. But uh, but Snatch is is far and away number one. Snatch yeah. is a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. All right, it's on the list. Yeah, you got to watch it, man. Like I, I just quote you fifty parts too. Like when they try to <laughs> when they try to try to rob him, and uh, they're watching the camera and like Tyrone. That silly fat bastard. Just I, I don't know, man. You're you're gonna watch this, and you're just gonna be you're scripting it, you're scripted to all your buddies. Like, did Jabari? Did you ever check out the show? I'm sorry. Check out what the show? Like they uh, the kid from Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, uh, Rupert, no Rupert or something. He ended up making his Rupert own Grin. snatch show, and I never seen it, but I mean, I kind of want to check it out. I might check it out. You know, you, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a lot more likely to check out shows than I am movies at times. So I'm with it. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, that's going to wrap us, man. Varun, thanks for hopping on, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, you guys mind if I quickly plug something? Of yeah, course. man, do it. Uh, I'm on Twitter at by Varun Shankar. That's V A R U N S H A N K A R. Um, and also, if you haven't yet, subscribe to my newsletter, 808s and Bold Takes. Yes, it's named after the Kanye album, but slightly switched up. And, uh, you know, I just talk about sports, politics, movies, basically whatever out there. And it's, it's fun. You know, I do one or two a week. Jabari's been on one. Uh, and so it's great. So if you get the chance, sign up. It's free and it takes no time at all. Presid- presidential news at all in the newsletter uh, I mean, this week? Uh, I think I just talked. Uh, I think I basically said... I don't want to talk about Kanye. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, just pretty brief. Yeah, I think I think I just said like, please be a joke. Please let it be like some album promo. Please. I, I've seen some theories too. Somebody was saying that like, um, he's doing it as a favor to Trump to help take away some of the Democratic vote. And I was like, 
wow, I, I didn't even think this was going to get off the ground. But, you know, based on where his head's been at the last years, I could even see that. So, uh, yeah, I know. I, I know. To, I told Jabari that we wouldn't get heavy. So <laughs> I, I won't do it. But I'm sorry for you guys. Like, good, good, nice moment to be Canadian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I said in the pre-show, I got nothing for you on that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, thanks again for Varun at by Varun Shankar. Uh, Shankar, S H A N K A R, his last name. Um, if you haven't yet, please like, rate, subscribe, review the podcast. We appreciate it. Um, Jabari at Jabari Davis NBA at Josh Everly, and we will catch you Thursday morning.